Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Gold Coast Diaries. My name is Riley. I'm your host. And every week for the next 10 weeks, I'm going to be joined by two of Australia's favorite athletes, Jen Gregson and Geordie Williams. They're going to take us through their build-up, their training, their preparation for their events at the Gold Coast Marathon weekend. We'll jump into what those events are in the next couple of minutes. But before we do that, welcome Geordie and Jen to the show. Thanks, Riley. I'm very excited to be here and to be here over the next 12 weeks. Yeah, it should be good. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the uh, the introduction, Riley. Yeah, look, we're not we're not going to go too into um, <laughs> bios and histories and um, all that sort of stuff. I think everyone knows who you both are. Um, everyone obviously knows who Jen is, especially right with how well um, with how well Jen's Jen's done in the past. But Geordie as well. I mean, we were talking on long run today about uh, about the Villanova Glory days. It's about that time. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think it would come up this early, but. If you're oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so for everyone, um, everyone listening, maybe we'll put that YouTube clip in the show notes or something so everyone can relive one of Geordie's greatest moments. But hey, thanks both for being here. I mean, maybe we should just get get straight into it in terms of um, why we're here talking about the Gold Coast. Maybe Geordie, actually, we might start with you. Do you want to tell us what your connection to Gold Coast is this year? Yeah, so I think um, I was always pretty keen to do a marathon, obviously, like having run my whole life and never never done one. Um, I probably sort of mid to late last year, I sort of don't want to say cold time on my running career, but, you know, it probably wasn't going to happen for me like it, like it had been. So I was sort of not really running too much, just gaining a bit of weight, like, you know, just enjoying myself. I, I'd started working a lot, like full-time, like just a normal job. So, yeah, running running wasn't really a thought at all. And then, I don't know, Brett kind of got into my ear a little bit, like, you know, not have a look at you, but, you know, <laughs> almost. I think it was a subtle suggestion of, of that sort of stuff. So I sort of thought about, you know, doing a marathon and sort of wanted to do Goldie. I feel like it's one of the best ones going around and, yeah, sort of, Grew, grew legs from there to use a terrible <laughs> cliche but yeah grew some legs from there and um wasn't really I just wanted to do it at the start wasn't really didn't want to train too much but sort of almost feel like I got the bug again <laughs> so I'm uh up, up pretty early doing some training with a few guys now I got a little group going um really enjoying it so yeah I think looking forward to it not haven't put a haven't put a goal or a target on it yet but that's sort of how I got to, you know, start thinking about running Goldie. We, sh- we should actually, um, I've, I've probably done you a bit of a disservice. We should back up a little bit and say, um, you know, you have been, you know, for the last, you know, five, six, seven years, one of Australia's best 1500 metre runners, of course, um, training with Melbourne Track Club. And when you say you kind of, um, you know, stepped away and, and got a normal job, um, <laughs> you've kind of entered the world of, uh, how would you put it, sort of corporate finance and, and going into your, your next career? And that was kind of always planned, right? Yeah, I was always, it was just like never quite sure when that was going to happen. You know, it felt pretty natural, you know, as far as natural goes. I don't think anyone really wants to give up something they've done for their whole life and they really no, enjoy, but. No one's really ready for Brett to pull him aside and give him the tap and tell him to kind of look at what they're doing with their life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you don't get that anytime soon. It was actually like Sarah was overseas running in Europe and I was like just at home by myself and I was like, 
going out all the time, like just drinking so drinking beers and like <laughs> it was it was getting kind of I don't Got know. Grim. Got a bit Brett, grim out there. I don't think Brett's <laughs> really one to like you know bring stuff up like that, but you know <laughs> he was kind of like he co- sort of mentioned it. he's like, mate, I was almost getting worried. Like oh. <laughs> you're in shambles. Well, I might add some context there for the listeners because Ryan and I were talking about it recently, um, I think, because we met up with uh, Geordie and Sarah when they were in Queensland for the Nationals. Um, People don't realise, but Geordie, when you left MTC, I mean, yeah, you you did do it naturally. You kind of slipped out. I I didn't really know all of a sudden you were recreationally (laughs) running, as we call it, Um, and you were talking about a 2.30 marathon maybe, but... Uh, for MTC, Geordie Williams was like the backbone. Um, it's a it's a huge loss, I would say. I mean, I know you're still floating around and you're a part of everything and Sarah's well and truly um, in the group about to head overseas. But um, when I think of the last few training camps back in like 2017, 2018, 2019, um, Geordie was the one that, you know, led the charge, whether it was renting out cars and driving or organising the track sessions or making sure that things were organised. Uh, he was one that you'd usually turn to. So for him to step away from MTC was actually a little bit of a loss. <laughs> uh, but we're so glad that you're still um, jumping around and trying to run a 2.30 marathon, which is, we'll talk about it later, but I'm going to probably yeah. try to use your services later down the track. <laughs> happy to uh, happy to help yeah. out. <laughs> that, um... That insight about Geordie is really, it's quite funny because, you know, so Geordie, he just mentioned he's got this kind of like small training group at the moment and I kind of, I do a bit of a warm up with them on Tuesday mornings and then I go and do my own thing. But he's very quickly established his own little group on Tuesday mornings that he's Mm -hmm. kind of the leader of as well. So it's funny that he was doing that at MTC and now he's doing it with a bunch of other runners. He's got that dad vibe. Can't, yeah. can't help Geordie's, Geordie's angels, we know them as. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Jen, let's tell us about you. Um, yeah, so I have my eyes set on Gold Coast uh, half or marathon. So I actually haven't really set in stone what I'm doing. If you ask my coach, he says I'm doing the half, which, you know, I do want to put all my trust into what he thinks I should do because he's definitely one of the best women's marathon coaches in the world and arguably men's as well after Brett's. 207 but um I just feel like I want to try to get one out earlier than at the end of this year I am trying to make Paris for the marathon but as we all know I've never done one before and even the high mileage and this type of training is very new so it's the unknown for me it's a bit scary but um no matter what I will be at Gold Coast uh just really I need to decide whether I'm doing that half or the full um but as Nick says, running a bad first full marathon is is just like grieving a death. So it's hard to move on from. And he wants me to put a good foot forward first. So he he's kind of like, oh, we want to make sure you're ready. Want to make sure that your training block has been, you know, uh, perfect. Well, not perfect, but at least showing that I can handle the work. And um, he's set me little goals from having archer and surgery so uh, i've got a little goal coming up next sunday which again will let me know uh just how far off i am from running my first marathon let's maybe let's talk about where you've been the last couple of months jen i think particularly for you um obviously all of australia saw um tokyo which was a while ago now but you since um have had 
surgeries and then you've obviously had um, little baby Archer. How, and, and you've been like really open with how that comeback's been and it's looked like it's progressed really well, right? Like um, as a new mum trying to fit in training and returning to racing and all that sort of stuff. But um, where are you at now and how has that been and has it been as smooth as it's kind of looked to all of us? Yeah, like I do, I do want to always show when it's hard and like I'm not not documenting the sleepless nights and and the times where uh, Ryan's up at you know four thirty in the morning and telling me he's going to die if I don't let him have more sleep. But um, I think that's inevitable. I'm sure all mothers out there know that when you have a baby, you no longer have a full night's sleep ever again. And I will tell you all now that's true. In the last 10 months, I have not had a full night's sleep. Um, but the the really good thing about my comeback is I have a partner that is doing the exact same thing as me. So we have the same goals. You know, he's even intending on moving to the marathon right now. He's, he's upping his mileage. So together we're, we're chasing this um, same goal of, of running a lot more and being flexible with our schedules, having a baby. But the hard part is we both have to be super selfish. Um, you know, sleep is really important. Fueling is important. Like who, who sacrifices what at, at what point in time? Like I, I'm more than happy to do all the feeds in the night. Like Ryan obviously doesn't breastfeed. Um, but in the mornings, that's when I'm like, okay, I've had a awful night through the night. I need you to wake up at 4.30 and take him from there. So it's it's this juggling act of, um, you know, whose sleep's more important at what time. And I'd say that's the thing we've found hardest. Um, but if you rewind and go back to talking about my Achilles, I, I can't tell you how smoothly it's been for someone that ruptured it, your, my Achilles. So I would have thought that there'd be a lot of kind of two steps forward, one step back sort of thing. But it's it's been really really smooth I don't know if that's credit to my team or me or you know that we've done everything right which is hard to believe but it's been a really great way to um return to the sport it's been fun and although I, I my right side is obviously a bit weaker and I, I think it always will be talking to footy players that have ruptured their Achilles they say you never really get your calf back but uh, lucky for me, I'm not a power athlete and I don't really need to s- jump or spring or sprint. Um, that kind of did make the the move for me to marathon a lot easier. Uh, of course, I love track and I always will. It was, you know, my first love when it comes to running. But running the marathon is something I've always wanted to do and I have just as much fire in my belly to do it. So, you know, doing everything we're doing now uh, is exciting for me and um, the juggling act with Archer just makes it a little more challenging. But it's exciting for us as well. Um, but I will say yesterday I was calculating mileage. Now I'm not typically a high mileage runner. I never have been due to the fact that I just I break quite often. Um, I'm one of those people that say, yeah, I'm going to run 140K this week. And then two weeks later, I have a stress fracture or, um, you know, a tendinopathy, just something typical like that. I actually used to actually joke with Joel that towards the end of training camp at Falls Creek, we'd be like, oh, well, an injury is about three weeks around the corner. Um, but I actually ran over 130K last week and I went back and counted in my training log since being with MTC. I've documented every single day since 2013. And last week was the eighth week that I have run over 130K. Um, so that's exciting and scary. I've got an injury around the corner. Um, but I've only done it eight times and 
The difference is I feel so good right now. I don't feel like oh, touch wood. I don't feel like there's an injury around the corner. Um, my body has never felt stronger. This Achilles has allowed me to just strengthen everything in my, my body from the ground up. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I can handle the work that's being thrown at me. And and Nick obviously doesn't want, my coach doesn't want to test me too much. You know, he is trying to hold me back a little bit. But um, I think at this time in my life, I actually am ready for that marathon work and, and to do a proper build up and really test what I can do. Did you say you've, you doc, you've documented everything since, was it 2013? 2013, probably like, I can tell you the date if I went to my phone, but like November, um, sure, but come back to me when you're up to run, running 25 minutes because I'd, you know, broken my ankle that summer. And, yeah, from that day on when I got to 25 minutes and contacted him, I documented every single day in my note section on my phone, not in Strava, not in Garmin Connect, not anywhere that's actually uh, makes sense, just in a note section on my phone and it takes so much time. It's very old school. It's not old school because it's a phone, but I should just have a diary or something. <laughs> yeah, we've got Joy, technology Joy. for this these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> no, like I even write 20-minute warm-up, you know, 1680s, uh, lap jog. I sometimes I even do recovery times. Like this note section is intense. <laughs> Are you worried about this? I guess it's all in the cloud, right? So you're not going to lose it. No, it's actually not in the cloud. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 Jen, but I reckon, I think that says something about me and my reliability. Like I haven't lost it. In what you, world? Yeah. How have I not lost it? You're going to be fine in this marathon if you're that persistent with the note-taking. Yeah, I know. But it, it also can be a little bit psycho. Like, I will do the compare game. It's like, yeah, but in 2016, I did this exact session and I was a second faster on my lap jog. <laughs> um, Jordy, let's talk about where you're at currently. And without going into training weeks, because we'll get into training weeks later, but um, in terms of your sort of comeback to running or, or kind of um, we're, we're at the start of the Gold Coast block, right? So what is, what's running looked like for you in the last couple of months? Are you back doing sessions? Are you doing long, long runs? Like where would you kind of put yourself at the moment? So I'll, I'll go back to like late last year. Um, I, I wasn't really running maybe like one or two days a week, sort of through the middle of last year towards the end. And then like decided to do the marathon, like, so sort of, knew I had to get going because you don't want to go into a, a preparation unfit. That's the biggest mistake you can make. Um, so I actually went away to London for Christmas with Sarah and her family. So I did a bit of, I did all of her training with her, except I think one or two runs. And like, it was, it was good. It was hard. Like I was pretty hard. Like I did like six by a K with her and like nearly killed me. And we were up in Switzerland for a bit, like in the Alps. So I was like even worse. <laughs> Um, but that sort of got me going a little bit. And then when I got back, so it was like the first Tuesday in January, I met with big Will Tehan and we did a session on the Tuesday and then I just started like doing a run every other day sort of thing and tried to get the, a long run in on a Sunday and then sort of built it up from there. And I've, I've started this just finishing my first week of the, of the build up. But I've been pretty good. I, I I don't think I've missed a Tuesday. I didn't do one because we did the Pulse 5K, paced a few races. But, yeah, I've probably done like four months of not missing a, a session. 
So okay. missed a few of the other things, but I, I, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Like I've built built up the threshold, like probably ten weeks in a row of like good threshold, and I sort of built it up from like a progressive run. Um, long run is there now. Like I, I ran two hours this morning, ran two hours last week, so probably didn't build that up enough before the block but it's not in a bad spot but i probably was only doing like 90 90 to an hour 45 sometimes mm-hmm. maybe like a week or two before i started the block and then i was just kind of like oh, i should just start doing two hours but like i know that's that and that's the dumb thing to do but i feel like i've got a few years in the bank that i can sort of land back on so yeah, it's probably okay for me, but like I wouldn't recommend other people to do that. <laughs> yeah, there is old man strength when you've been training for your whole life, pretty much. But you call hey, old. <laughs> you're not you're a bit older than people think, Jordy. College took years off your life. Um, hey, Jordy, are you doing the typical marathon block that we know of in MTC, or are you kind of like doing your own thing? So Brett's helped me out a little bit with the like Friday session. But it's just pretty normal. Like we do a Tuesday session, just yeah. like re- like reps at the where you go to the ten, and then um just a session on the Friday. But yeah. like largely threshold based sort of you know pace. Yeah. It's like not super fast or anything. It's p- fairly manageable, but yeah. obviously the distance creeps up on you. Yeah. So I was gonna say you should just jump in with Sinead or something. Do a lead up with her. She'd probably be quick. Maybe way too quick. Two twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> But 10 minutes too fast. Yeah. <laughs> then in, in terms of your training, I mean, um, obviously I've not seen your notes app, so I'm not not completely across what you're doing. No, into, but, no one has, Riley, uh, don't worry. Uh, um, you know, you say that you skip, you, I mean, you're still kind of undecided as to whether you'll, you'll race the marathon or the half at Gold Coast. You have to have some pretty decent training in the bank to be able to hmm. you know have that flexibility and i've i think i've seen um on instagram like some of you, you you're hitting those two hour long yeah. runs and yeah. thresholds and stuff like that how are you feeling about where your training's at right now yeah well i think that's why i, I mean i don't want to say i'm getting cocky but i think that's why i actually am confident in my body like i i do believe i am getting close to being able to handle the block that geordie's starting now like I don't know if people know, but usually in the elite world or when you're pretty serious, if you're leading into a marathon, you you want to start about 12 weeks out. Um, I've talked to my coach and he does sometimes do a 10-week lead up and it's just a little safer, um, but it's where everything jumps, yeah, quite a lot. But for me, originally with my training, say in 2021 and before that, yeah, it'd be massive for me to just turn around and go, okay, I'm going to start a marathon lead, lead up now because my long run was 90 to hour 45. Um, my next longest run would have been 60 minutes and my track sessions were typically around 7K of work and threshold like 8, 9K. Um, whereas now uh, the week that I've been holding week in and week out has been a two-hour long run pretty much since November 30th last year. If As long as I'm not racing, I'm doing two hours on a Sunday and as I've got better at that, I mean, I'll test myself and go over a run over two hours. It's got like 588 meters of climbing, wow. you know, like we, I, I don't yes. muck around. Um, and, and in saying that, I also have got like the hardest husband in the world who tells me that I have to try to keep up with him. Otherwise I won't make it. So, um, 
I'm I'm always pushing myself in in the areas that I think will help me in the marathon. Um, my track sessions have slowly got to a place that has allowed me to run a decent 5K. I mean, at nationals, I was very happy more so with the result in placing, not necessarily time. Mm. I do I do think I'm capable of something closer to 15:30 or just under, but just the way it panned out, I was probably more just running for place in the end. Um, so I've kind of covered that ground, but um, I do 90 minutes on a Wednesday. Like that used to be my long run on a Sunday. So I've just added in areas that have really bulked up my week, but I don't do long cool downs. So on a Tuesday track session, I'll only jog for five, 10 minutes cooling down. So I've kind of cut out that, we call it junk mileage. Um, I don't, mm. I don't double in the afternoons. Um, and any running I'm doing is, you know, hard and fast just while I'm working out um, how many Ks I can run that way because I would normally cross train a lot but <laughs> after having a baby I don't have that spare energy anymore so instead of going okay let's run 130k a week and try get four hours of cross training I've just decided let's make that 130k all quality no junk um, but cut the cross training out, you know, save that mm. energy to recover and, and keep your afternoons free when you just want to relax and, and play with Archer. So it's it's a different um, sort of week that I'm doing right now, but it's, it is high mileage. And uh, I do think when Nick tells me to take the leap and we start that 12-week block and my Fridays turn into massive marathon sessions, at least that's the only hurdle I'm looking at. You know, my Sundays mm. are ready to go, my Tuesdays are ready to go, my Wednesday's a 90-minute run. Um, I've kind of got all the foundations in place to say, like, tell me when you're ready and then I'll start. And I'm just eagerly awaiting that tap. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, how have you both found training away from the core MTC group? Like it was a massive part of, of both of your, you know, success in your in your careers so far. And Jen, obviously you've got a, a smaller group of athletes mm. you can train with up there and, and a few people who can sort of keep you honest on the track and that sort of thing. Um, but Geordie, like, yeah, you're doing the the 6 a.m. Tuesday thing in the dark at the tan at the moment. How have you both, what's it like to to be away from the kind of the power of that whole MTC group? Well, a lot. Uh, we used to joke and say that Queensland was a dead zone for runners because it is, it's brutally hot. It's unbearable, we would say, until... April 1st um and it's it's not ideal to go there and try be an elite athlete trying to make it in the running world because oh, we have to wake up at 4 30 in the morning for a track session on Tuesday same thing on Friday and then on Sunday it just depends how much you want to get cooked like Ryan and I started at 8 30 this morning and it was a silly idea um but like you said, we have a little group. We call it BTC, we're the Brisbane Track Club. And, I mean, we've got the likes of Jack Bruce. We've got Callum Davies who did the Dirty Double. We've got um, mm -hmm. Jude Thomas and then sprinkled in a few other uh, great runners from the Gold Coast. And then I've recruited a girl, Cara Fian Ryan, to come and train with me who's the Steeplechase National Champ. Yeah. So we've actually gone and created a nice little um, group for at least one day a week for that hard session to all keep each other accountable. But... In saying that, um, Melbourne is the hub and it, it was a really hard move to be away from that structure and just the group turning up to a Tuesday was actually a social thing, a Saturday morning at Waddle, your Thursday at Caulfield, like the, the Sunday at Fernie even, or then it turned to um, Yarra, where, Yarra Flats. 
Um, so I miss, I miss all that so much. I miss seeing everyone. I miss seeing the faces and, and running was definitely a lot easier and more enjoyable then. Whereas now it's just a hard slog. Like I said to Ryan Mm. the other day, I'm like, I feel stale. Like at one point I thought I had depression because I was doing the same run from our door on a hot bike path behind industrial smelly areas. And I was just like, I'm over this, but um, it's just kind of has a different feel now. Like I'm still as passionate about as I always was about running and running the marathon and achieving my goals, but taking that that MTC bubble away and not being in Melbourne has been difficult. But I mean, it's different for Joy. Joy's obviously had to make um, you know, an executive decision with his lifestyle. For me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to be in Melbourne with a baby. I mean, I'd be literally calling on every favor from every friend i'd be asking geordie to do some babysitting <laughs> i did look after his dog for two weeks once when he went training on a training camp though so you do owe me two weeks uh, i owe um, you two weeks definitely <laughs> <laughs> but like our, our ryan and i's decision was um so that i could continue my career while starting a family and um we really didn't have another option so we've had to make do with what we have but it, it's working really well and mm. um we've we've definitely set up the best type of situation we can uh, in Queensland. I reckon BTC would have had more titles than um, MTC this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. We're always trying to prove ourselves, though. We've got a chip on our shoulder, so... Um, yeah, well, get, yeah, rid of that. Get, get rid of the chip now. Yeah. <laughs> not, not needed. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Jordy? What about, yeah, what about you, Jordy? Um, yeah, I... Leaving the group, like, not being around the group as much anymore was like... Yeah, it's like, you know, second family, like... I spent so much time with Ryan and Jen overseas. Like, it's crazy. Like, oh, like Ryan, he was like really good, really good friend of mine. Like, still, like still a good friend of mine. <laughs> he's, and like, he's no longer. <laughs> spend every day with him. Like, some revelations <laughs> on the show. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, he's moved to Queensland, dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's listening, Jordy. Be careful. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I spent so much time with like Ryan and Stewie, and it's like you, it's like you're not seeing your really good friends as much. So that's like obviously pretty tough. I also found really tough, like, and, and you'll see, people will see it a lot in my, in my training weeks that like on a, on a, the off days when I'm not going to do a session with people, I struggle so much to like mm-hmm. get out and do it. Like I, I, you know, if I get out and do 6k at five minute k's, like on a, Monday or Wednesday, I'm like, oh, that's that's plenty. Like, <laughs> which I probably got to snap out of that a little bit. Like, you know, I ran five times this week. Not, I probably should run six. I was talking to Riley about it this morning. I probably should run six, maybe seven. But, you know, that's just kind of like how it is for me now. Without the group, it's like hard to just go and do it on your own sometimes. And I'm like working and all that. Um, but uh, you know, this is this is the good. It put the onus on me a bit more now. I feel account a bit more accountable. <laughs> To get it done. Yeah, that's like that's that's you know for ninety nine point nine nine percent of the running population, mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? And it's like you know, so we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Like tomorrow morning at you know five o'clock or whatever, my alarm will go off, and I've got to find that internal motivation to say, "Cool, it's dark. It's probably raining. I'm going to go out and do an hour easy jog." And it's like it's really hard. So it's um. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's good to hear that you're feeling those same sort of things, Geordie, Now that oh, you're yeah. in that kind of different lifestyle, and and I think it's not that it's not that like being 
like a professional group's easy, but it makes it so much easier like to do that stuff. Like you don't even, you don't think about a lot of things. You just like meet up, you know, you're going to meet 10 people at 9.30. It's like, you know, tying your shoelaces. It's like so mm. just ingrained in in how you're operating. It makes yeah. it so much easier. You don't think about it. There's no... There's no like, oh, I'll just sleep in. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of it's easy in that sense because you just there's no alternative option. It, just, yeah. it is what it is. I definitely that's one thing I've found. I've actually noticed it. It must be a personality thing um, that is different between Ryan and I. Like, that's the hardest part is is missing that group. I mean, I remember when we were living um in Brighton East not far from Geordie and it was very normal for us to all meet on the beach road for a run uh any day of the week you know because that was our job to run so it could even be later in the day you know it didn't have to be the typical as we say 9 30 start um and whereas here I I I take my hat off because Ryan and I are both coaching online um like Geordie does with Pulse and we have these clients that, yeah, like some of them are doing shift work. They're police. Um, we have a police woman in America. We have um, like an AMBO. We have just these people that have such hectic jobs, but they're so passionate about reaching a goal in running. And what they have to do to schedule their life to get these runs in, honestly, is just like they must love running. <laughs> they must really want to do it. And <laughs> I I love to see that because I, I would – I don't know if you if you took away the lifestyle that running has given me, would I still be persisting with all my dreams and goals? Um, and I, like, it's hard to answer for me. Whereas Ryan, he is intrinsically motivated. Of course, he's very good and he's been good all his life, but he doesn't need anyone. He doesn't need a group. He doesn't need the socializing aspect. He is very ready to wake up, do the job, do it well, um, go home and, you know, start his online coaching. Whereas like I said to him, I'm like, honestly, if you dropped me on an island and told me that I have 12 week marathon build up, like I'd probably not get there. Like I'd, I'd probably yeah. be like Geordie and start off missing a day and doing yeah. five runs, turning into four runs, three <laughs> runs. Then all of a sudden, like I'm getting one run in a week and I'd be like, yeah, that'll do it. Um, and I just, like, I just really think it's impressive for the people that, like you said, tomorrow you wake up, it's going to be a cold, rainy morning, but you got to get it done. And I think that's where I appreciate, um, the people that make this sport it's it's the ones that are out there with a job and fitting in the runs and it's it's a cool thing to see mm. um what do you think what do you think and, and again this is why i love having both of you here because you both you know come from different places in the sport and, and, are, and are at different places now what do you think will be the hardest thing about this build-up for each of you and, and Jen, you know, whether you end up doing the half or the marathon at Gold Coast and, and Geordie for you as well. Like what's going to be the most challenging thing? Is it going to be around time, like, you know, finding the time to run or mm -hmm. extending your thresholds or um, different expectations for a race that you might have had in the past? Or, you know, where do you, what's the kind of unknown for, for each of you? There's so much for me. Um there's the unknown of can my body handle it? Because typically in the past, if you look at my track record, it's it's not great when it comes to increasing mileage. I mean, even right before Tokyo, if you go look at my notes section and my, my training log, um, right before my Achilles got really bad, I went like 130, 134, 139, rupture Achilles. Um, and, you know, that might happen again and I am petrified of that because 
having another major injury now with where I'm at um, would be pretty derailing and uh, like I don't know if I'm ready to just knuckle down for another year of rehab um so that that one's a big one like can my body do the the 10 12 week build um and then it's the unknown of the marathon like heading out for a two and a half hour race like when does it get hard and if it gets hard early like how do you persist and then you hear Brett telling me about stitches and I was like I didn't even think about stitches and if I get a (laughs) stitch like can I get rid of that stitch or is it over um there's there's a lot on that side but then there's also what I was just discussing like Friday morning will become hours away again from home away from Archer um Orion and I doing this lead up together we both away from home who's looking after the kid and then I start getting mum guilt it's like am I putting my running before Archer and there's just there are a few things for me that if I lie in bed and think about too much, yeah, I'll lie awake for a while. Um, but mm. uh, that's kind of why I want to get my first one done because it has all these question marks hanging over it and there is a bit of a, a black cloud that makes me think, can I even do this? Am I made for the marathon? And I want to challenge myself and squish that and know that once I get one out of the way, a lot of questions will be answered whether this is something I want to continue to pursue or, you know, is it not for me? Have you, Jen, have you had, and I know obviously um, the kind of Australian uh, distance running community is pretty tight and and have you had the opportunity to speak to some of your sort of colleagues, whether it's Sinead or Mm -hmm. um, Jess or Eloise, um, you know, even even Ali is a new mother as well. Yeah. It, it seems like, you know, we're, we're really lucky to have all these fantastic examples of women who are handling it all so well. And is that kind of a source of, um, yeah, information for you? It is. And the fact that a lot of them are even in our group is so helpful because I feel so comfortable with all of those girls to just call them up any day, text them any day and ask them that question. I was actually on the phone to Eloise just a week ago asking her for a lot of tips about my upcoming race in Japan because she actually did it a year ago. Um, so that is, yeah, a, a bit of, of a weapon that I have in my back pocket that a lot of debut marathon runners don't have. Um, even someone like Izzy, like Izzy and I probably have a very similar um, path that we've followed of recent times. You know, we were uh, in St. Moritz mm. together in 2021 right before um Tokyo so I know what she's capable of on the track and now seeing her make that transition and do it so well uh gives me a lot of confidence um but then you you always have these doubts creep in your head like yeah but Izzy's always been really good at, at tempos and um long runs and you know maybe that's her strength and it's showing and same with Sinead like I'm really good on the track, but running a long run with Sinead, it's like, will I ever be able to do it as well as her? You know, I've seen her do some insane things on a Sunday morning um, and, like, that almost gives me doubts because I'm like, she's so good at that. That's why she's so good at the marathons. Can I do that? Mm. Uh, but, again, I they are questions that I ask them, um, and it's even little things. Like I was asking Eloise about gels and, and fueling in the middle of a race. Like, did you find that hard? Does it give you cramps? How did you practice it? Um, so it it is all pieces of valuable information. Um, I'm very eager to watch Ellie in London because 
I want to pick her brain so badly, but I'm also trying to mm. not be an annoying um, <laughs> fellow, fellow teammate and be like, hey, Ellie, tell me everything. Um, you know, how have you done it? I'd rather just give her a space, let her do what she's trying to do. And then um, yeah, I'd love to talk about how she's going with balancing it all because she's mm. from out the outside doing a damn good job. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. Um, Jordy, what about you? What what uh, what do you see as kind of? I mean, it sounds from a training perspective. You know, you've, as you said, you, you kind of haven't missed a session for the last you know ten weeks or whatever it is, and so the training seems to be going pretty well. But what's kind of the the unknown or the hardest part for you? Do you think? Um, yeah, like the training. I think like I know it'll be tough. Like I've seen other people do it and help help people through it as well through through coaching at Pulse. Um, not super afraid of the training. I know the race is going to be hard, so I'm not like I know I'm going to be surprised, no doubt. But like, (laughs) I feel like for me, the biggest thing is just going to be being like not disciplined, but just finding a balance because I have been a professional runner for a long time and now I'm not. So I do want to like enjoy the rest of my life. I'm not like I'm taking this seriously, but I don't want to like it to be everything for me. It's not like the end of the world if it doesn't go right mm. or whatever, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just – I hope I can find the balance. That's that's really what I'm probably most unsure about just because I do want to, like, you know, go well at work, stay stay la- you know stay late if I have to, go out with my friends, like Friday beers. It's like my favourite day of the week now. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, Geordie, Saturday afternoon, everyone asks you to go out to the club, but you've got a two-hour-long run Sunday morning. What do you do? Probably you go. Do. <laughs> yeah. You do. I think so. You do both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably go and do but, do an hour. <laughs> it hasn't stopped you in the past. <laughs> yeah, but I could sleep all Monday. Yeah, that's true. You could sleep but, all day Sunday if you needed to. Yeah, true. Um, no, nah, but I'm going to do adult stuff now, like do the grocery shopping, clean the house. and What, you didn't grocery shop as a professional athlete? No, it's just like you go on a Monday or like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but like if I don't do it on Sunday or Saturday, yeah. I'm smoked. <laughs> no, that's true. That's another thing. Like your Monday to Friday are a write-off. Yeah. Um, but that's probably what I'm, you know, most unsure about, just like if I can get the balance right, that's, that's going to work for me. Like, yeah. Um, I feel nervous about it. <laughs> Pretty, pretty handy for you though. I mean, we just spoke about Jen, you know, being able to pick up the phone and call Eloise or, you know, whoever. You've got a decent housemate that you can kind of uh, bounce some questions off or, or whatever. Have you yeah. yet or do you think you'll be asking Robbo for much advice about the marathon? I don't know. I feel like he's stuffed as many up as he's run good. So I don't know if he is the best <laughs> man to get no, nah, no, nah, he's pretty good. He's actually helped me a lot. Like lots of um he 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 helps a lot with the sessions and you know, very encouraging mm-hmm. of like, you know, don't it's not so much like asking questions so much. Like I do do that, but he's a bit more like, you know, you just point me in the right direction without without doing too much. You know, he's pretty he's mm-hmm. pretty good like that, like very subtly, you know. So uh he's very good to good to live with in that respect. Like um, we've got it. I think we've got it figured out at the moment, but we'll see when I start going out on Saturday, missing Sunday runs. <laughs> you, get, you get the tap again. He might, uh, he might <laughs> change his tune. <laughs> well, tell yeah, me, when he, when, you go, Riley. When, when, uh, when Robert gets woken up early Sunday morning because your Uber Eats delivery arrives <laughs> at 2 a.m. or something like that, I'm sure there'll be some feedback given. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He's a light sleeper as well, so he's pretty. Uh, <laughs> he is everything. I'm pretty good. I'm to be fair. I'm pretty good. Like Sarah, like obviously live with Sarah. I like my girlfriend. She's in MTC at the moment, and um, like Brett, obviously training pretty hard. So I try my best to like sneak out in the morning. Like I've got all my stuff in the lounge room ready. Sneak out there. Sometimes the dog barks. I'm like, wow. <laughs> What about what about Friday nights after 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 work drinks? Are you pretty quiet coming home? Are you, are you sneaking uh, home? Sometimes, I, I don't want to say he's seen me suited up on the sleeping on the couch more than once, but with a kebab, they'd, they'd probably ke- be lying if I said he yeah. hadn't. <laughs> a, ke- a kebab on your chest, just seeping into your work clothes. It was actually so funny. One time, so Jack lived with us for a little while, and um. <laughs> I'd gone yes. out and I don't I, I don't actually wear a suit to work. Like it's a really rare occasion. But this one time I was wearing a suit and I'd gone out for beers after work and he'd come back at like 10 o'clock and I'm full suit, just like on the couch, just like passed out, not passed out, <laughs> but, you know, nodded off. And he's like, you, you're right, man. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? Jack, Jack's like, that's what the other side looks like. That's yeah. what happens yeah. when you make the leap. Mm. Going to the commercial um, world. In terms of upcoming races, um, I'm sure you both kind of have a few hit outs between now and Gold Coast, but um, Jen, let's start with you because you're actually racing next weekend. Yeah, so I'm doing my first half marathon, which again, I have all the same doubts and questions as I do hang with on, the marathon. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, yeah, sorry. Hang on a half before. Yeah, Jordy, <laughs> yeah, what about like. Jordy, we're not talking about. Well, okay, it's my second. Well, no, actually, I'm going to keep saying it's my first half marathon because we run a half half marathon in our long runs every Sunday, but they don't count. So one time, what Geordie's talking about is one time at Great North um, half marathon the day before there's an elite mile on and Geordie, Ryan and I were in the elite mile and then we've actually asked for an elite bib to do our long run on the course for the half marathon the next day. I think Charlotte Perdue, who's in our group, was racing um, and Nick was there because yeah, it, it's a big event. It's a great race. It's the sickest um, long run ever. Sickest oh, Sunday run I've ever done. Yeah, and it's like you can't help but just get involved. Like I'm pretty sure at the time um, I was wearing, I was running for Nike and I was running from Aeros. So I wasn't in any super shoes. I wasn't kitted up to race. Um, we didn't. Even... <laughs> Some people would say the Vimero is a super shoe. <laughs> it actually, it was, it was back in the day before yeah. super shoes. Um no, but I didn't even warm up. I was like, we're not warming up. This is a long run. We don't warm up for long runs. I think we did some, like, leg swings. And anyway, we've, like, gone off in the gun. There's just been, like, an awesome vibe. You know, everyone's racing. The elites are in front of us and the, I was about to call them the play. The recreationals were behind us. <laughs> and we were somewhere in, in the middle. Um, and there's just, there's people cheering you from start to finish. Like, the whole 21K, there are people lined up along. Uh, the fence cheering you on. So it was, it's a really cool race. But anyway, Geordie and Ryan are just trotting along and I just said, hey, guys, I just weirdly feel like I, I want to run like a kind of a good time. I want to break 77 minutes just because by that point, we're probably already 10K in. We've been running four-minute pace and I was like, I'm ready to get going. So Geordie and Ryan form a well, a triangle in a, with two people, so you can't really do that. But I was at the back and they blocked the wind for me and we just started like picking up the pace and running more like towards the 330s. And Jordy, do you remember all the guys jumping on the back of our pack trying oh, to like draft off us? We had an absolute sea yeah. of people sitting on us. We must have 10 people sitting on I, us. I had people trying to like squeeze in front of me to get behind Jordy and Ryan and push me out of my little formation. It was seriously annoying. 
But um, in the end, uh, we were coming down the home straight. We had like a mile to go or something. And Ryan's like, it's going to be tight, but we can get 77. Let's let's get going. And as I come down the home shoot, I have 100 metres to go. Uh, an official is confused because I'm a woman running at pace. And she's like, oh, the elite, the elite tunnels this way. I get tackled with 100 metres to go from an official thinking that I'm running down the wrong chute because I'm going down the recreational chute to finish. <laughs> they tackle me and I somehow manage to spin out of their embrace, flick them off, but I get across the line in like 77.0 something. Like they, oh. they literally crushed my dreams in, you know, a split second. So that was technically, yes, that was my <laughs> debut half marathon, but I'm having another attempt in super shoes, um, fresh, tapered, and not doing a mile the night before. And probably won't be tackled. At, and, uh, yeah, well, let's point. hopefully I get tackled. <laughs> yeah, it finishes on a track, so I hope they don't tackle me. Um, but it'll I won't. Us, it'll give us something to talk about. Yeah, I think. won't have Geordie and Ryan, which is the catch. Um, they were very good paces, but I'll just look for a, maybe a, a Japanese man that's running a similar pace. I think the women and men start together. So, Which, which half is it? Gifu. So Sinead yeah. came second last year in 69 minutes flat. Um, and Eloise and Nat Rule did it as well. Um, so this year, uh, Nick's sending uh, Izzy, Rose and I. I don't think, oh, yeah, Rose has done a half marathon. She did Melbourne half. Um, so all three of us are going and racing Gifu on the same day as London Marathon. That's the only bad part. I really want to be home in front of my television mm. watching London Marathon, but I think I'll be travelling. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to test it out. That's what I've been talking to Eloise a lot about, whether I do a gel. Do people do gels for half? Can someone answer that for me here and now? Look, obviously I come from a different place in the sport than you two, so <laughs> far be it for me to give you advice. But, um, I mean, probably, yeah. Like if it's going to take you, I don't know what it's going to take you. Yeah, right? something, but yeah. Yeah, then doesn't the science suggest that like after like between 45 and 60 minutes, like you're depleted? So logically yeah. you would probably have one at like 40 minutes ish because it yeah. would take a few minutes to kick in okay well that's like that's kind of what that ryan said that along the lines but he goes i don't i don't know if people take it in halves do they not in a marathon you take it at 40 and then you take it again at 80 and again mm. but with the half do people just think oh no i'll make it but ellie's eloise was saying i should you know practice it and probably take it just because it will give you a boost because at about 15 16k it starts to really sting yeah. um so i'd actually also like there's something about taking like taking gels on your long runs and stuff is easy, right? Because you're not running at race yeah. pace, you know, whatever. But there's something about trying to open a gel and have the whole thing at oh. race pace that's kind of like that kind of needs to be learned as well. So you yeah. get some benefit from doing it. So what I ended up doing, luckily I talked to Eloise the day before my last threshold. Nick gave me 12K last week, which is by far the longest threshold I've ever done. Um, and I thought this is the closest thing I do to race pace uh, for a half. And so I took a gel and me and Ryan agreed that, you know, maybe try it at halfway, like just get it all in. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get a stitch, you know, just practice the whole, you know, process of having a gel. It was a disaster. Like I, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> pulling it out of my sports bra was hard and that wasn't even the hard part. Um, getting the little yeah. Ripping that thing off, it should be easier than that. Like yeah. it should just rip off. Um, and then I realized when it, when I eat, I don't breathe. So 
when I wasn't breathing, my my heart rate is just yeah. skyrocketing. And then I turn around and apparently I had a tailwind the whole way out, so I had a headwind the whole way back. So then my heart rate never went back down. I got the gel in but didn't run very fast. Um, and I kind of thought, do I want that stress in a half marathon? But mm-hmm. um, I think it just means more. i got to practice more because it's going to get a lot harder in a marathon when you're out there for doing something hours. But um, uh, if, you, if you think there's benefit in doing it, I'll do it. Yeah, I just, I- I always tell my pulse guys, I'm like, if you think it'll help, just do it. It's not like, yeah. it's not going to not help. You know, it's, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. If, you do, if you do it, you know. Yeah. And you yeah. won't know any better. Like if I do it, I won't know if I would have been good without it. Yeah. Mm. What's the, um? now is there a, for, for the half, is there a kind of a, is it just a flat out race for you or is it a matter of like, hey, I want to be steady until, the 15k mark and then I'm going to try and kick down or do you know kind of how you approach that yeah it's really hard because I even you know I've done with with the track I can say hey Nick like what do you think I should do what pace can I handle and he'll usually say like before nationals he goes I think you can handle 74s um if the pace picks up from there and starts doing 73s and 72s, you might be able to do one or two, but I don't think you can do them for long. Like there's just so much instruction. So mm. I'm like, yeah, of course. So 74s is my safe spot. 75s is great. Um, and I followed that. As soon as a 70, I think Leanne dropped a 70, I was like, whoa, back off. You know, it's just all very structured and calculated. Mm. In this half, I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? What pace? What's, you know, and he just said, like, I've never seen you run this far. Um, at pace, you know, in a race situation. So I don't know. You're just going to have to see how you go. So from talking to Nat Rule, I actually had um, breakfast with Nat Rule recently and I was like, tell me all about Gifu. It was actually her half first half marathon and I just said, how did you approach it? And she said she started too fast and from 15K really, really started to burn. So she said, if I can give you mm-hmm. any advice, it's just don't get caught up when it feels so nice so early which I'm sure everyone has probably experienced in some form over a half marathon or marathon. So I'm going in with no time um, goal. Obviously, there's going to be like this mark in my head that I think is good versus bad. Like I would like to do as close to, you know, 70, 71 as I can. Um, But I also want to go in and finish strong. I do not want to hit a wall and have that awful Mm. feeling for like 5K at the end. I kind of want to, I'd rather be conservative early, follow my heart rate maybe. I think I'll I'll wear my heart rate and just, um, you know, follow my Garmin in that sense and know that when you're at a striking range from home where you think, yep, I can make it now, get going and, and finish strong rather than just, yeah, be a dying swan on that track finish. And just kind of yeah. getting swooped there off are, the track. There are there are like obviously so many different ways to run the same time. And yeah. you know, like uh, even um so Canberra Marathon was on today and, and I had some friends running and and you kind of look at you know some people who start out really hot and they get excited and they go out too fast and then they blow up and they run X time and then other people run a lot more consistent and still run the same time, but the experience you've had is vastly different. And like yeah, the, yeah. Um, you know, the feelings in the days and weeks and months afterwards, like the, the level of confidence or the level of enjoyment or the, yeah, the ability to like get set for the next one is so different based on like, did I go out too hard and blow up or mm-hmm. did I finish really strong? And like, that's mm-hmm. the value of finishing strong is what it gives you for the next one, I think. And, like, I'm sure, Geordie, you probably even just remember from the track days, 
um, when you're doing like more so say 3K, you can make up so much time if you feel good at the end of a race versus feeling bad. Like the amount of steeplechases I did where I'm running like 84 second last laps and just blowing it and just like almost not getting over the barrier versus a little more conservative but come home like a steam train, run a really good time. Like you can make up, I don't even know in a half marathon, probably like a minute or two if you come home feeling good versus hit a wall, feel bad, start running like four or five minute Ks towards the end, it's all over. So I'm trying to go in with that mentality, like feel good at the end and it'll be a good result no matter what. If you're feeling mm. awful and you've blown up before, you know, getting to the end, it's, it's not going to be pretty and you'll hate the event. Uh, Jordy, what about you? You've got, you've got a little tune-up race coming, don't you? I do. I'm doing a half marathon, yeah. um, not next week, in the weekend after, Mornington. Got the squad oh, going nice. down there or like half the squad. So should be good. I have done a half marathon before. I, a great I think Jen Jen beat me by a second. Um, <laughs> so, what was it, 77 minutes? Yeah, but you let me win. Once I got tackled, you guys kind of felt sorry for me. I was fighting the bloke that tackled you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got the half marathon down there. Should be good. Haven't run a race like that in a while. So, looking forward to it. In terms of what I'm hoping to run, haven't decided yet. <laughs> mm. Not giving you much, am I, Riley? <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's it, it, it's not necessary. Like it's not a uh, it's not the quickest. I don't I don't imagine that the Mornington half marathon is the quickest half marathon around. No, no, it's a, it's a bit hilly. It's not crazy. Like it's not so hilly that you can't run fast. Like Brett Brett was talking about the run the bridge Hobart, and he said, yeah, it's hilly. But if you if you're really tough about it, you can run fast. Like it's not that it's not like that bad. Yeah. I think you ran like twenty eight low there or something. So yeah. I like loved that race. Yeah, like it's you gather momentum, you're fine. Yeah, you can't be stupid. But yeah, the 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 thing that I'm like quite not quite sure about yet is whether I sort of try and do it at half, uh, do it at marathon pace, or or try and go a bit quicker. Um, I can't. I kind of feel like I want to just go for it, but then. I don't want to get stuck in that headspace. Like, uh, I used to think I could run like 63 or 64 or whatever. Like, I'll just run 66, which I can't do, but you know, I'll think I can. So I, I just got to like have a think about it. I'll probably talk to, oh, well, I probably won't talk to Brett about it. He'll be away. I don't know. I'll talk to Will. Brett's got an important race, something on next Sunday. So, yeah. Probably just avoid that. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll figure it out. But, yeah, I got that race coming up, so it should be good. Um, nice mm -hmm. little tune-up. Put on there. I actually bought a bought a, a pair of half tights. I've been getting <laughs> I've been getting horrendous chafe lately, like all over my body. It's actually so I like from running like so much all those years. I used to have like I like where I would get chafe now. It was just like thick as <laughs> skin, like and, and then. When I didn't run for a while, it went like back to normal. <laughs> and, like, it's just killing me. It's killing me everywhere. So I'm trying to like <laughs> that, that, that. That's probably what I'm most nervous about for the marathon, the chafe. <laughs> I, I will say like I haven't obviously retired, but coming back from having a baby, yeah, I experienced chafe as well. And I remember thinking like this scares me to from retiring from running because like all the running gear I have will just be thrown out when I retire because you'll just never fit it again. Like you had to buy half tights as a professional yeah. athlete a year ago. Don't remind but. me, Jen. I've, it's, <laughs> it's been a sore subject with me and Sarah. Me like I don't fit into any of this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I yeah, it must. Say. It must. Uh, it must hurt having to buy race shoes now, Geordie. Well, I haven't bought any oh, yet. That, yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that stuff's expensive. So, luckily, my foot size hasn't. My my foot size has stayed the same, and Brett is also a size nine. Oh, here you oh, go. Great. So, there's a few pairs of shoes that he like doesn't like. He, he actually gets like a bit of a like Jen would know. Like yeah, he's got like something Haglins. the Haglins on the back of his Achilles. So. He gets sent like lots of shoes from Nike and like they just don't agree with how yeah. it rubs mm. on the back of his foot. So his loss is my Here gain, thankfully. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you, love that. Um, thank goodness for Brett's Haglins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeping Geordie in the sport. You can turn a negative into a positive, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. I've just had to start buying a few running clothes, which <laughs> not great. That shit's expensive. <laughs> yeah, no ideal. No, welcome to the real world. Though, I know, Jordy. I know. Mate, and winter's winter's coming. Mate, you're gonna need, you, you ran we ran in the pissing rain today and you just ran in the t-shirt the whole time. <laughs> Would you consider buying a jacket? No, they're too expensive. That's why I did yeah. the shirt. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's just motivation um, to get a bit skinnier, I think. Get back hey, into some of my old clothes. <laughs> Riley, I will say Geordie was complaining to Ryan and I that it was 17 degrees for a track session, it was too hot. And I said he needs to bloody come up to Queensland for a few weeks. <laughs> Yeah, it might be it's good got, for you, Jordy. He's gotten soft <laughs> since he retired. Yeah. Um, let's jump into we've talked a bit about where you both at, but I'd love to get into some more detail on training weeks as well. Um, just so people can understand a bit more and get a bit better perspective and and perhaps um relate a bit better to what um the average punter is doing as well. So, um, Jen, do you want to kick off and let us know what this week, and as a, as a reminder to everyone, as I said, we are recording on a Sunday, so it's good timing to be recording this stuff because long run is done for the week. But do you want to start on Monday and just run us through your week? Do you want to know what my week is typically or leading into a race? Because it's going to get real weird this week. I'm flying to Japan what, on Thursday. <laughs> what was it this week? Yeah, okay, so what did I do this last week? Yeah. Um, so pretty much I've been in a holding pattern since December last year and that was just when I got to close to 120K a week. Um, I do 60 minutes Monday morning and I fluff on my runs Monday, Thursday, Saturday because Ryan and I typically don't run together and it's my chance to just run at my own pace and just switch off. So Monday was that. Tuesday morning is always track. We've kept that the same, um, and that's when we meet up with the boys BTC at QSAC, um, and that's, again, just repetitions anywhere from 7 to 8K of work. I think I actually did 9.2K of work last Tuesday. It was a big one. What what session did you do? Um, 1,600, 1,200, 800, 400 times 2. Ooh. Yeah, a lap jog between everything and cut down pace every single rep that gets as it gets shorter gets faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I so yeah, typically I always do twenty minutes warm up as normal, but I've been trying to like make my pulls down a bit shorter just because I'm trying to save my legs a little bit. I don't know if it works that way. I made that theory up, but um, <laughs> five five to ten minute cool down just to cut a k or two off. Uh, Wednesday morning is one of my toughest days of the week. It's 90 minutes following a track session. Um, my coach has asked me to move that to Thursday, but with scheduling and archer and babysitters, it, I just can't do it on a Thursday. Mm. That's my massage day. 
So Wednesday morning, I will sometimes run with Ryan and just trail behind him and complain that he's running too fast or I'll do it alone and just, again, try not to look at the lap splitter and just run at my own pace. Um, Thursday morning, again, another 60 minutes of fluff, just kind of jogging around and ticking the legs over, preparing for Friday morning, which is typically a 10K threshold is what I've been doing in my holding pattern. Um, And that's when I run at a certain heart rate for me I actually just had it retested and it hasn't changed for me it's anywhere from like 166 beats to 173 per minute um Mm -hmm. and I just sit there for 10k but as I said earlier Nick decided a week out from the half marathon we'll squeeze in a little bit more work and do 12k and that's when I had that great experience of trying gel um and again 20 minute warm-up 10 minute warm down Saturday morning 60 minute fluff and Sunday morning will always be two hours if nothing's on. This morning I ran two hours on a flat course, which was pure bliss. I tried mm-hmm. to run with Ryan. Um, and, yeah, like I get rolling. I try to run close to four minutes the whole way. Uh, but because I'm a week out from this race, uh, when it started to sting a little bit at about 80 minutes, I got some water. I decided to just chill out a little bit and go more to like 4.15s or so and, um, yeah, not not get too crazy and have tired legs. So that's just running once a day all through the week. I don't do any doubles at the moment. It is something that I would like to add in in the future if my body can handle it. And I don't cross train at the moment because there's no energy to. Um, and yeah, it's, it's usually equals about 125 K a week. That's what I think I hit this week. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, and I'm purely asking this for my own curiosity because I'm thinking about switching. Uh, what, do you what sort of heart rate strap do you use the normal chest one that everyone uses because i see i'm seeing more people use the the arm based one no i've never used the arm based one pretty much 90 percent of my career i've used the strap because i found it was most accurate but recently Mm. gum some of the later models from garmin so i've got a phoenix right now um they're, they're just as accurate i've had them tested like i've done the wear the strap wear the one on your wrist work Mm. out um, if they're as accurate and they are. So that's been a huge relief just because the strap sometimes made me feel a bit claustrophobic with wrapping around my rib cage. So yeah. I just use the wrist one now and am very happy with it because it it's never even played up for me. Like it's never even done something crazy. But like sometimes if I wore a strap, it would say my heart rate was at 210, which wasn't happening. Yeah. So um, I, I trust it and I find that threshold for me is a feel these days because been doing it for a while i am 33 um so i know the pace and the heart rate and i can kind of match them up without even mm. really needing to look at my watch so yeah i've gotten mm. pretty good at that now speaking of having your heart rate at 210 geordie how's your week been <laughs> yeah might have got that high at one point actually um <laughs> so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read off strava um so i ran 8k is your sorry is your is your strava public or private it was private for a very long time, but I got was getting some pressure from the boys at training on on the Tuesday, and I caved. So really? it's back okay, on. it's back live. So all right, great. Yeah. So all all the listeners will be able to um yeah. follow along. I'm just gonna create. Yeah, great. I'll create an account and follow you. Yeah, we tried to get you on Strava once. I thought you were gonna do it. Well, because it's not. Is it my notes section? No. Like, am I gonna transfer all that work over? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> then I got to do notes section and Strava. Yeah, that's too much. 
Well, I think you should do it, Jen. That's just my feelings <laughs> on the I'll, issue. <laughs> maybe by the time Gold Coast rolls around, maybe I'll dabble in it. Um, all right. So, yeah, Monday I ran 8K in the morning. Oh, it was public holiday, so ran at 9.30. It was a dream. Um, <laughs> and then did a session at the town on Tuesday. We did 8 by a K this week. We sort of probably between 3.25 and, and 3.20. Um sort of we all kind of held back a little bit this week just because it's the first week of the marathon block so didn't want to get too carried away you know with the Tuesday's session and I think that's kind of like I spoke to Will about it today it's kind of what what's going to be the theme now with everyone just like making sure that Tuesday is just kind of a day we just show up and get it done there's not really too much emphasis on it like mm. like when you're not in the block that's kind of the main one but now it's all about the Friday, so we were, everyone was pretty good, well within themselves, which is there's a it, 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 there's a few because that that group you've got it it kind of it's been growing over the last you know eight to twelve weeks or whatever. Um, are there some some sort of excited fellows in that group who uh, maybe pushing the pace a little bit, or or is everyone pretty? You're uh, talking about Will pushing disciplined. the pace, are you? <laughs> no, hey, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, like no, but how, how is that? Because obviously, this isn't one of those things, right? Coming from MTC, and you know, there's a real, and I've seen it at Waverley where everyone is really disciplined about sticking to the paces, or someone new will come into the group. And I've been there at times where Grego has said to someone new, like, no, 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 yeah, if the yeah. rep is this, that doesn't mean yeah. you go faster, you do the rep yeah. at the pace that he's Nick's said, he still does that, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But now, Geordie, you're just like you're just amongst the other wolves, all sort of doing their own thing. Like, is is it hard to kind of keep that discipline in the group? Um, like at the start, we're probably just because it's so new for everyone. Like, I think most people, probably everyone, actually, they'd never trained with people, so um, it's just a new experience, and like there's a bit to learn because you know there's like etiquette. You know, you don't think about it, but you don't want to go like either side of when you when you're passing something you know someone walking their dog it scares the shit out of them so we try and like mm. you know it took it's taken a little while for everyone to learn and you know that this is a session that you got to do at 90 percent, just get it done it's like you're better off doing yeah. that than stuffing it up and ruining the next two sessions you know so um but i think everyone's getting there like the last few weeks they've been really good um yeah no one was flogging it this week like it was we were pretty like i, I think the quickest rep was 320 maybe like high teens and then yeah. um yeah it was fine but yeah it, it has been people pushing it too much like getting a bit carried away getting not carried away probably just excited like training with a bunch yeah. of guys like doing the you know common Keep goal cocky. yeah yeah everyone's feeling good yeah yeah, yeah. um so it's better it's been a lot better definitely um yeah and so yeah session session tuesday by k with the boys um yeah, just normal, like 4K warm-up. We do a lap of the town warm-up. Riley usually joins us. And then I usually do a pretty short warm-down because I gotta I have to I'm at a client at the moment, so I have to get moving, otherwise I won't I'll be there late. So I usually go like your, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, I love a short cool <laughs> Um is it is it 60 seconds standing between K reps? So 90 seconds or what are you doing? 90 seconds, but I, I kinda yeah. it's not like a it's neither standing nor active it's just sort of what what you need i usually move yeah. around just out of habit it's actually yeah. jen you'll you'll laugh it was like a few weeks ago we were doing k reps and 
like with this group, we go off 90 seconds and I just like out of habit, just 60 seconds, started my watch, got <laughs> 200, me- 200 meters into the rep. You look like, like, it was like sh- such a wanker. <laughs> I was just like, that was like muscle memory because we're yeah. like, 60 no, seconds is all yeah. you wouldn't go any longer than we, 60 seconds so that that's like nick bido 101 you, you a minute is the longest recovery you have unless it's a lap jog but even then there's pressure on you to get through the 400 meters in around two minutes yeah so like it's so jordy what did you do did you just keep rolling no i stopped and went back <laughs> yeah. what, what a man <laughs> well because people sort of came with me a little bit and then like some didn't and i was like i realized like yeah, 30 seconds down the track. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, That's so good. Um, but yeah, this one was this one was 90 seconds. But we mix it up. Sometimes we go two minutes if we're trying to go a little bit faster or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, what did I do? Wednesday. I didn't run Wednesday. Oh, did I? I've lost maybe, my spot. Maybe now. that was the day you were meant to run and decided not to. Um, mm. Yeah, I didn't run Wednesday. So, and then Thursday I ran 10K um in the morning and six o'clock start it's probably late for you riley and then it is friday we did our first marathon session for the 12 week block and that was my first ever marathon session as well uh we did 10k it was actually such a good morning for it there was no wind at all at the lake which for those who haven't really run at albert park lake before it's like such such wildly unpredictable weather like can be so windy and so crap but it was like such a nice day wasn't too cold um it was almost foggy but like you know it wasn't cold it was like it was really good i don't think i'll ever get that again (laughs) you must have you must have trained well geordie you got to yeah yeah it was was good tell tell us the reps so did 10k (laughs) at 335s um and then we had two minutes break little you know jogging and then we did 6k of like 3:30 and then 4 minutes and then back to 3:30 4 minutes oh, wow. 3:30 4 minutes so it was good good little intro i don't think it's like a full volume marathon session but it was a good introduction i think we all trained like there was about 5 of us there we all trained together six of us actually trained well everyone together um everyone handled it really well so it was good hey. I, what do you get you go Jen. Uh, I was just going to ask for my own interest. You know, when you said 6K and you're doing one, 3.34 minutes, 3.34 minutes, mm-hmm. um, is it 6K all up or was it 6K of the 3.30s? No, no, 6K total, okay. so like 3K okay. at each pace. Okay, um, I was going to say, that was a massive session, but yeah. that shortens it a little. Yeah, so I actually felt felt really good. I sort of like, you know, did the first lap of the of the 10K and I was like, oh, there's like two more laps to go. Felt like a bit mentally like, oh, it's a long way, but then by the end of the threshold, it felt really good. Um, the the one Ks were fine, like the pace felt fine, fitness felt fine, but just my legs were starting to like mm. feel the pound a bit. Yeah, again, it's pretty new for me, so it was good to good to feel it. Like they weren't smashed or anything. Like my legs were okay, but I could just sort of start feeling that you know bit of fatigue from just hitting the road. I think that's good. what the two hours is good for. I think that'll. That's what I've noticed. Two hour long runs once upon a time was so brutal. It was the yeah. pounding, the pounding that your legs take. But um, once you do that for a while, it's like the muscles, yeah, they just get more resilient and stronger and handle it. Yeah, well, I guess that's the whole point of doing the session, isn't it? Like get <laughs> yeah. the legs ready for it. <laughs> yeah, try. 
Yeah. So, so what did you get with with warm up and cool down? Is it about 24, 25K for the morning? So we probably did, uh, I was like just thinking it was going to be a massive session. So we did like two and a half K warm up and probably three K warm down. But yeah. that was me just being a, a bit, probably a bit too conservative. I, I don't know what I was thinking doing like two K warm up. Probably should have just done four and four yeah. up, four down, but that's okay. Still 21K work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a good yeah, big big day still. Um, yeah. And then, hey, sorry, one more question, Jordy. Do you yeah, still you, do you still do drills and strides like you would for a track session? Nah, <laughs> I do. I do like a, <laughs> I do like a stride or two, like a like a half ass stride out. Ah, stride. Yeah, like that a, cut that cuts forty five minutes out for me. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's the that's the thing. Now I'm like, I don't really have time to. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna start the session like get out at five to like make sure I'm doing my drills and strides and stuff like. But activation. Yeah, nah. I've actually started doing some activations because I've got a sore hip. So <laughs> um feeling a lot better now. But it yeah, it's just don't really have the the you know luxury of that much time yeah. before the session now. So we'll say we take the streamlined approach. <laughs> so um yeah. Cut out the fluff. No, no drills, no drill. Do a bit of a stretch, a few swings, a few leg swings. Um Hey, um, you want to try Ryan's theory? He stretches the night before a session because that makes him not have to stretch for the session. I think it, <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense, but he swears by it. He's like, I stretch tonight, don't have to tomorrow morning. I just think that's bogus. So it's like it's like carb loading. It's like stretch loading. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. It makes no it. sense. <laughs> try it and tell me if it works because we have arguments about it every Monday night and Thursday night. All right, I'll um I'll put the argument to bed next week. I'll do it. I'll do it this week, and I'll let you know, and then it'll, okay. it'll be done forever. Great. Um, and then just with the rest of the week, Saturday didn't run. Um, and this run morning night drinks. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of that. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, today I did twenty six k, so two hours. You know, with with Riley and Will, not. I don't know. It's probably faster than Riley would have liked to go, but it wasn't. Wasn't outrageous, like. What's your average, guys? About four, uh, four thirty-six. But oh, that's good. Yeah, well, I don't know. What did you uh, average, Riley? What did you have? Four forty. Yeah, about that. Four thirty-eight. Yeah, it's it's a constant thing, right? Like I I I enjoy a long run at like four forty-five. That's an enjoyable pace for me to run. But every week I get sucked into running with the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. and so it's fast. And I'm like, yeah, really, just, I just want it all to be over, you know. Then you regret the text the night before to Geordie saying, hey, do you guys want to run together? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, I, like that. I, um, I, I would take I take no offence and you telling me to slow down. Like That's fine. Like Better off saying it. Yeah, you know, and I've reached that point where I'm, you know, because some people will just like run along at a pace that's too fast for them, and they don't want to say, "Hey, can we slow down?" Yeah, that's not me. I'm like every two k, I'm like, "Boys, can we slow down?" Please? <laughs> too much. Um, Jordy, what was your mileage for the week? Do you know roughly? Eighty one. Nice. Eighty one. Was that five days? Or five, six? Five, five days. Five. Ideally, yeah. I'd like to get up to around a hundred, but as I said before, I'm just trying to find a, a good balance for me. Mm. So mm. we'll see how I go. I'm not gonna. I don't know why the hundred. It's just like you know, it's, it's yeah. a good sounding number, isn't it? I was but, about to say, I think it's just a yeah. clean number. Like, yeah. does it matter that much? I don't know. Probably not. Hundred. No. I'm sure ninety nine. We're also. <laughs> we're still. We're still quite far out. Yeah. From Gold Coast as well, right? So there's no need to be hitting like peak mileage now. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. You want to be building? Hey, Jordy, what time are you aiming for Gold Coast? 
I don't know yet. Like again, I'm, you've I'm got not, a rough. I've got a rough idea. Like I want to run. If all went to plan, in the I want to run sub two forty, and then I'm just going to see how I'm going. Like I'm definitely going to try and run sub two forty, like yeah, two thirty something, and then yeah. if it's going really well, I might think about trying to go sub two thirty. But I've I've had this discussion with Brett. I I just I really don't want to absolutely rinse myself. Like yeah. I don't want to like shoot, you know, put too big a target on the board and like end up blowing up so bad and crawling in, having yeah. shit my pants or anything like that, <laughs> like some people do, you know. So <laughs> yeah, just, you just... will definitely never live that down <laughs> if you did that in this group. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so those are lofty goals. Yeah, I just really don't want to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing holding me back, yeah, really. It's a good it's a good honest goal. <laughs> hey look, if someone told me I was going to shit my pants, I would also probably back off. Yeah. If that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah. So that that pace that you did on Friday, so it sounds like uh, you know the ten k was three thirty five, I think you said, and then the k ons were three thirty. Yeah. Um, what does that get you for a marathon if you run three thirty fives? It's about two thirty, I think. Uh, I reckon, yeah, yeah, because I, I think yeah, a lot of the about, guys you're training with are, are targeting around a two thirty ish, aren't they? Yeah, I think. Well, the the group will. I think we're going to try and spread out a little bit more coming up, just because mm-hmm. there are people that'll be like sort of at the higher two thirties, and there are some people that probably like at a bit at the lower. So mm-hmm. it'll spread out a little bit, but I think for the most part, people are like sort of mid mid two thirties. So that's probably where I'm training at. I think we're all training at about two thirty, and then that's probably what what we're. If I can, that's what I mean. Like if I'm training at that pace feeling confident that I can do it, I'll probably just give it a crack. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't want to get too ahead of myself yeah. just yet. I feel like that's what the, <laughs> that's what's good about the marathon block, though. I feel like it's it'll give you strong indications of, of where you're at as you move through it. Yeah, um, and, like, and like, I actually felt really good this week, like a best, definitely best week I've felt. So probably, you know, in a few more weeks, maybe I'll be thinking that 2.30 might be the play. If mm-hmm. if I keep feeling sort of better and better and handling it well, so yeah, it was a good, definitely a good week. I'm very happy with it. I think um, you know, there's something. This is something I've maybe learned or maybe got a new perspective on. The more um, marathons I've done, or the more I've been around people running marathons, is like it's really easy to fall into a trap like 12 weeks out or 14 weeks out or whenever you sign up for the race and be like, "Cool, I'm going to run a." 240 and you just kind of like have that ultimately sort of arbitrary goal there for the next 12 14 weeks and you don't really listen to your training Mm -hmm. whereas there's something really i think great about being a bit more adaptive and saying cool i know it's within this range but let me see how the next month or the next two months goes and how do i respond to the load and the friday sessions and then i can sort of get closer to a goal because i think otherwise you run the risk of having this number there, this 240 or whatever, and then if things don't go right, you're putting all this additional pressure and stress on your body and your mind just to hit a time that you made up yeah. two months yeah. ago or whatever. Yeah. It just doesn't and, make a lot of sense. And, like, how did you even make it up? Did you just think 240 sounded doable? Like, yeah. there's no scientific evidence saying, Geordie, you're capable of a 240, aim for it. Yeah, it's a funny one, right? Mm. Um Hey, it's and it sounds like we've 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 got exciting weeks coming up. Obviously, um, Jen, next time we speak to you will be after mm. 
the half marathon in Gifu, which is super exciting. So we can't wait to hear all about that. Um, Geordie, next time we speak to you, you know, another Friday night drinks will have gone by (laughs) another another week in the marathon block. So that's really exciting as well. Um, For the listeners out there, if you want to submit questions, you can absolutely do that. You can send them either to For The Kudos, to Grattan House, you can send them to me via Instagram, you can even submit them directly to Jen and Geordie. Um, although if you want a kind of real-time instinctive answer, maybe send them to the For The Kudos account and I can ask Geordie and Jen on the spot next week. Otherwise, we'll see everybody back next week. I think these episodes are going to release on Wednesday or Thursday, so keep an eye out for those in your feed. Jen, Geordie, anything final from you before we wrap up? No, I'm excited that when we speak next, I'll have some answers to whether gels worked at Gifu or not. I'll <laughs> yeah, let very, you know. Very excited. Geordie, are you going to do gels in Mornington? I might, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it, but I probably will. I, I can think, let you, yeah. I can give you some yeah. tips because I think you're a week after me. So. I'll do it if it goes well for you, okay? How about that? Oh, okay. And I think if and you, your, um, your half tights have pockets too, Geordie, so it should be easy. Oh, yeah. That's why I got them. <laughs> carry extras, mate. Yeah, you'll be fine. And I reckon if um if anyone has any complaints, please send them to Brett Robinson <laughs> and Dalton White on Instagram. Oh, Thank you very that. nicely done. I feel like yeah. I should drop this mic now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all over. We'll get better than that. All right, thanks so much, guys, and we'll uh, we'll see everybody next week. Great, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.